Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And our topic for today is perseverance. Perseverance in a marriage. Mm, going the distance. Going <laughs> the distance. Uh, this is on our minds because we just celebrated my parents' 50th wedding anniversary recently. Amazing. And uh, so we were thinking about what does it take to have a marriage that lasts for 50 years and beyond. Right. That's an increasingly rare thing in today's society. We have less and less examples of people who are married for 50 years and beyond. And um, yet it's something that um, is thoroughly biblical and godly and appropriate to have a marriage that lasts a lifetime. That, that's the what it's designed to do. Yeah. I mean, it was so cool because we actually went around as a family and talked about what we've learned from their example. You yes. think about how Im- impacting their lives have been on us and what they've taught us just by continuing this marriage for 50 years. And, and everyone shared these different things that they had learned and gleaned from them. And what an encouragement that is to say, let's make it to 50 years and more. Yeah. And that's really the thrust of this podcast is... Um, perseverance ought to be a marriage virtue that we aspire to. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is something that we ought to um, look forward to. We ought to want to have this virtue of perseverance in our relationship. Yeah. So let's put it on the map today. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what it is, and then we'll spend the majority of our time talking about how how to have perseverance in your relationship, how to have a marriage that perseveres. Yeah. Yeah. So what is perseverance? I keep having that Hercules song, like going the distance, Ah, playing in my mind, just like making it to the end, keeping (laughs) at it. (laughs) Is that what you're thinking of? No. No. Okay. No. No, I I was just thinking about the word perseverance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But do you want to sing the song? No, I don't. I don't. I think that was enough. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting, getting through whatever's on your plate, whatever's in front of you now, getting through it to live to fight another day. Right. And uh, having a relationship that is resilient, that doesn't crumble or break down or stop or get sidetracked with Mm -hmm. every little issue, but one that just pushes through the difficulties, the challenges, the ups and downs of everyday life and being married for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great definition. And we we talk about that in our household a lot, even with kids, but you think about it in a marriage, you got to keep going just because there's a bump just because there's a turn, just because there's a health thing. I mean, you don't stop. You don't give up. You don't say, I'm mm-hmm. throwing in the towel. Mm-hmm. And I do think, as you alluded to, there's a lot of bad cultural influences saying, just just give up, just quit, sure. just start again, start afresh, you know, yeah. wipe the slate clean. And what we're saying is uh, the biblical way is to just keep going forward, keep moving ahead through mm-hmm. the, the tough times. I mean, you did make that promise when you got married. Totally. You, you formed a lifelong covenant. Yes. Uh, so you're you're in a lifelong binding covenant with your spouse. Right. And so to, to break it um, is going to be a sinful thing to do. So yeah. you're just, you're locked in. Mm-hmm. So let's figure out ways to push through. And, you know, we want to teach our kids perseverance. We're teaching them perseverance every day because people naturally give up with stuff when it gets hard. Yeah. You know, like we're teaching our kids <laughs> piano by we, I mean you, <laughs> but... You know, you think about piano, it's like, how many times have our kids reached a point where they've said, you know what? I'm never wanting to play piano again. I hate this. Yeah. This is terrible. I don't want this. I don't like this. This is frustrating. This is hard. I'm done. It is frustrating and hard. So anytime, yeah, yeah, if you want to stick with something and get good at something and develop something, you're going to hit those 
times. Right. Like at several points along the way. Mm -hmm. And the people who are really good are the people who persevere. Yep. They push through that hurdle and then they get to the next one Mm -hmm. and they push through that hurdle and they get to the next one. They continue on. Yeah. I mean, just as simple as tying shoes, right? We talk about piano, but tying my shoes or getting something totally small done, how to get a cup of water. You know, it's like, this is hard. You do it, you know, and we are teaching our kids. Nope. You've got to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, try something different. Keep trying something. Come at it at a different angle and keep going towards it. Keep keep trying to accomplish this thing. Don't say, I, I quit. I'm done. Totally. And so I guess we want to talk about how to yeah. have perseverance in your marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. And the first one, we've essentially already said it, and yep. it's really the the whole point of this this episode is, we'll just say it this way, commit to persevere. Um, so we've already said you, you've made the commitment, you're in a covenant, yep. this is something you've got to do, so make this a priority for you, mm-hmm. for your relationship. Commit to persevering in your relationship. Yeah, and I think one of the things your parents would say of how to get to 50 years was, well, it was never an option to give up. There wasn't this thing out there on the table like, if this doesn't work, we're going to just stop it. We're just going to quit. I mean, I've heard your dad say, of course we're going to be buried for 50 years. Of course we're going to make it. Of course we're we're pushing through. We're both committed to that. Yeah. So So it's a commitment. And so we're just going to lay that out there at the beginning and um, everything that we say from here on out builds on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but let's think about some ways to, you know, sharpen your relationship, to maintain your relationship so that perseverance remains true yeah. of your marriage. Uh, so I guess the, the next one that we would say after commit to persevere, number two, is keep the relational spark alive. Ooh, the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this one because, I mean, we, we probably all had a spark, a relational spark when we were dating and engaged. And likely after a certain length of time, there's more work that needs to be put into keeping the spark alive. I think it's easier maybe when you're dating and engaged, even those first you know honeymoon time, whatever. But then as time goes on, it, it isn't something that just remains if people pull back from it or give up on kind of keeping the relationship going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even like the word spark, like what a spark is, it's like a little piece of fire for right. a second that's right. there for a second, then it's gone. Yes. And if you think about a 50-year relationship, that's more than a spark. Yeah. That's a, that's a, there's a, a spark. There's yeah. a spark there that started and then it caught fire, yes. the fire developed and it, it remained for a long period of time. So there was sufficient fuel for the fire to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's what we're saying here is you've got to continue to put stuff in your relationship to keep it alive. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it growing. <laughs> going. <laughs> and glowing. And glowing. <laughs> <laughs> and rhyming is yeah. always helpful. So like what are those things to keep yeah. your relationship dynamic and growing? Yeah. And I think one one thing for us that we do is we try to have fun and enjoy one another. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge element of a relationship. I mean, it can't just be business when we talk. Our communication, our interactions can't just be, which we have to talk about these things. What's happening tonight? Where are the kids going tomorrow? Or the homework, the piano? I mean, I don't know, all yeah. those things. It, it has to also, I think, for the spark to be there, to be 
laughing and playing mm-hmm. and joking and hanging out and playing a game and going out on a date or just spending, you know, focused, fun time at home, whatever that might be. Absolutely. And maybe even one step further than business relationship only mm-hmm. is a boring relationship. Right. At least in a business relationship, it's like, all right, let's do this thing. Let's make that thing. And it's, it's Accomplishment. like, yep. you know, there's not a lot of romance in it, but at least there's like a teaming up and let's do this together, mm-hmm. you know. But one step beyond that is like, this is just boring. Right. When we hang out together, it's flat. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no fun. There's no laughter. There's no chemistry. Right. It's just like we're doing time. Yeah. Well, guess what? How long do you want to do time? Well, the least amount of time is possible. Yes. Right? Right. So let's work our relationship where it's not boring, but we inject a little bit of fun, a little bit of the dynamics that you described. Yeah. And so going out on dates, it's not Mm -hmm. really an optional thing in a relationship. It's really important. Get away, have fun with each other, do things that are out of the ordinary. Um, Lately... Bethany, mm-hmm. just to be candid here on our podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which we always yeah. are, we always are, but oh, yes, but um, we actually we haven't gone on as many dates lately. No, no, but we have been spending time together. I'm just realizing this as I'm saying it out loud. Yes, we have been spending time together. This morning we went on a walk. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, last night there was some downtime after this group gathering thing that we went to. Um, and we just like chilled on the couch. Ca- this is like our new favorite thing to do. Chill on the couch in our pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Party! But, so we've had time together where we've done that kind of yes. stuff. But it's becoming just kind of ordinary and it's, it's not a date. Right, right. And um, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we need that alone time. We need time to talk and spend time with each other and relax together. But we also need to break the norm. Yeah. Go out and do something fun. Yeah. And that's going to be a, an important piece to keep our fire totally. Alive. I agree. Yeah. I agree for sure. Let's yeah. do it tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. And so even just to develop this a little bit further, uh, we've got more points to make later. But um, one thing that we've done to keep our relational fire alive and, mm-hmm. and growing is I think you've done a good job of like entering into my world mm-hmm. and doing things that I like yep. and – Allowing, you know, making for me to have fun. Yeah. And I've done the same for you where I've entered into your world and tried to learn things and care about things that you like. Yes. And we have, that's gone both ways. Yes. So why don't you tell the people what you have done to kind of enter into my world? Yeah. And I I think this requires some selflessness because I don't always want to join into the world that you might be interested in, but I've seen a lot of benefits from doing it. And I think it shows a lot, communicates a lot of love and it does build the friendship and show the person like you that I care that I'm interested, that I want to be a part of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So the I, I mean, my world's pretty interesting. Well, <laughs> there are times. You're, you see, Mark is kind of one of those, like, guys who's like a, I'm going to call him like a tangent guy, but not, not a tangent guy. He gets into something, and he's like all in, you know, and then he's like really cares about it, so he's researching and talking about it, and I'm just like, eh. Okay, that's kind of cool. So anyways, anyways, I can't join you with all the things, but for I think one thing is for football, football. So years ago, it was the realization hit me as a, as a wife that football's a long game, that you want to watch this game, and that it's not going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And so I think I had this moment of, do I join? Do I, do I find something else to do? 
And, you know, I think it's been a huge blessing in our marriage to join with you in that, to talk about it with Amen. you, to sit with you, Amen. to eat tailgate food with mm, you before mm-hmm, the game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to ask you who's playing, mm-hmm, how our mm-hmm. team's doing. I mean... Oh, you learned the sport. I learned the, the sport. The rules, how the game works. Totally. And so I think that that's, that was a, a big blessing because I... We have fun together in that. I mean, I'm even at the place now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say this right here and right now. When I don't see the game of our team, the Chargers, right, then I'm bumped. Like, if I miss the game, I'm even at a level where I care enough to where I mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it. Yeah. Ugh, it's amazing. Yeah. And so we, I mean, this is like a Sunday afternoon thing. And, and yep. you know what? It's only 16 games in the season. <laughs> so it's only oh, 16 weeks out of the year. playoffs in the Super Bowl? Well, okay, not right. for the Chargers too oh, yeah. often. But... Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we will spend Sunday afternoons and mm-hmm. just relax and watch the game. And that's been a fun thing totally. where, like, we're able to kind of – you're able to join me in that. Yeah. And we spend yeah. that time together. Um, and that's probably an example of a lot of things that you've done to get to know me, get to know things I care about. Right. And enter into my world. And, I, and that's – I appreciate that, right? Um, and I think that goes both ways because I've entered sure. into your world – so the thing that comes to mind for me is uh, getting you into tennis. Yes. And then just, you know, I kind of fit in the same thing, learning how the game Caring works. about it, yeah. Ask, you know, getting you to go and play matches and then mm-hmm. asking how they went yep. and hearing about it. and Even playing with me and on I'll a date. And I'll play with you. Yeah. But, you know, hearing the whole drama of the whole morning and just like – I, I care. I yeah. want to hear how that stuff went. And right. So I want you to tell me about it. So give me the full story. Right. And then I'm texting you who won. Um, I'll send you videos or, you know, pull up the tennis on the YouTube right. or whatever. So I've tried to, like, do that stuff, not because I like tennis. Right. But because you do. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten into it. Yeah. I took you to a tennis match. Yeah. Remember that? That's amazing. I yeah. felt like... Like super really, snooty, yes, yeah. <laughs> highfalutin. Like I, like I needed, I needed um, the sweater, a sweater yes. to drape over my shoulders and tie yes. with a single tie and like on my front. Shorts yeah, right, right, and right. Polo. Yeah, and white yeah. shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all of this just shows that we're, you know, you have to be a selfless lover in the sense that you love your spouse enough, you pursue them enough to get involved in what they're interested in. It could be very easy to sit back and to wait. When is Mark going to get into my things and like what I care about? And and just kind of, if, if that spark has been lost or, you know, we don't really have this close relationship to just wait around for the other person to do it. And once they start pursuing me, I'll start pursuing them. And what we're saying is start. You be the one to start. Start caring about what they care about. Start investing in those things, talking to them about it and, and engage fully. I mean, we can do it in a way where we don't engage fully in a, Hey, how was that? Okay, fine. Mm. You know, you tune in out, you're on your phone. You don't really care. And this is a big chore for me. Right. And I'm just, I'm just doing it out of duty here and I don't, but we can show it in a way where we really do love our spouse enough to get into their lives and things they care about. And that's a good transition to the the third thing that we'll Mm -hmm. share. And, And we'll say it this way, love your spouse so well, so much that, they can't resist you. <laughs> so, you know, what we've said here is you need to commit to perseverance. That was number one. Yeah. Number two, you need to keep the relational spark alive. Mm-hmm. Number three, love your spouse so much that they can't resist you. And that's, you know, just developing what you were just saying a little right. bit more and saying, enter into their world, uh, care for them, make, make it so obvious that you love them 
mm-hmm. that there's just no question about it. Right. That you want to be around them, you care about them, you do things for them, you sacrifice for them. Um, and how how long can the recipient of that just kind of like tolerate that? And yeah, at some point, you value and appreciate the person who's pouring out their life for you. Oh, and yeah. And hopefully you're going to respond in kind. Yeah I, I, yeah, I really wonder how long a spouse could resist someone intentionally pursuing them in encouragement, in praise, in seeking their good, in, you know, the joy of the marriage, in intimacy, in dating them. I mean, if, they, if the gamut of things was laid out and you were saying, I'm wholeheartedly, because I love the Lord, maybe the spark isn't there, maybe the feelings aren't there, but because I want this relationship and I want to to please God by having a marriage that is honoring to him, then I'm going to do these things. How how long would a person cross their arms and be like, eh, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with this person. We all like to be loved. (laughs) Yeah. I guess you got to have a really hard heart to, you know, I don't know. And yeah. So what, I guess what we're saying is you, you can't control the way your spouse feels about you. Right. Uh, or the things they do, but you can control the things that you do to proactively, abundantly love them, love them so well that they can't resist you. Yeah. But what what would you say, Mark, to someone who says, I just don't, I don't feel it. You're, you're telling me, you know, I need to love and pursue my spouse to persevere, but I don't, I don't feel it. I don't mm-hmm. feel like doing it. I haven't been doing it and I don't really want to. <laughs> well, I don't want to, How about I want to, but the feeling isn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point you need to ask a question. What do we, what do you mean when you say love this person? I'm not only talking about feeling certain right. feelings toward that first person. I'm talking about doing certain things demonstrate love to that person. So yeah. actions, put yeah. actions into your life, um, regardless of the way you feel, because you've made a commitment. And yeah. that goes back to the first thing. Uh, you committed to this, you're in this, so act like it. Right. And, right. Um, you know, if you've got all the feelings in the world that accompany those actions, great. That's, that's perfect. That's amazing. If you don't, well, you don't get a free pass to not love your spouse because you don't feel all the warm fuzzies that you felt when you were on your honeymoon or when you were engaged or whatever. Right. Um, and so maybe that's a good way to end this is to just describe a little bit how maybe our expectations need to change a little bit years into marriage. I mean, mm. when you reach the one-year anniversary, the five-year, mm-hmm. the 10-year, the 15, the 20, all the way up to 50, well, your relationship is going to change and grow and get older mm-hmm. as you change and grow right. and get older. And the kind of relationship you have on your honeymoon is not exactly the same kind of relationship you have at 15 years. Why? Because you're different people. You're older. You're, you've gone through battles together and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so when we talk about um, having a relationship that perseveres, the goal that is not to get back to your honeymoon. Right. Because that's impossible. Right. Your honeymoon was your honeymoon. That's over. So we're not saying get back to the way your relationship was at one point in its peak. We're saying develop what you have. Mm-hmm. Grow it. Make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And stick in it. 
persevere in it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love just thinking through how <laughs> we change, our circumstances change, the burdens of life and responsibility mm-hmm. changes than, you know, the first day of marriage to 10 or 15 years in to probably later on. Yeah. And so to have the same expectation is going to be how it was, or to even look laterally around you and say, I want what they have or what she appears to have in her marriage on Facebook. I think that's also Mm -hmm. unwise. It's to say, I'm going to keep persevering, keep moving forward. That's right. Well, we thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time. All right. See See ya. ya.